listening to ESL Talk, a podcast made for English teachers by English teachers. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. You are listening to ESL Talk, a podcast made for English teachers by English teachers. Hello, welcome back to ESL Talk. We took a short break last week for the Canada Day holiday, but today we're back for a brand new episode. In this episode, we're going to be looking at the concept of our teaching community. Right. Um, using platforms and specific groups where we can get together with other teachers for support, guidance and feedback can be definitely helpful uh, when you're starting out. So we're going to talk a little bit more about how we can do that. And to do so, we will also be speaking to our special guest, Kate, who has great presence online and has spent um, years now building this sort of teaching community online and as an expert at helping teachers help each other. Yeah, exactly. And I think it's really important not to underestimate the power of a community because it can be very difficult starting out as a new teacher or even an experienced teacher, having people to ask questions to, to kind of have um, resources available and, and have sources of information can be invaluable and helping you to be a successful teacher. I'm really glad we got to explore this topic today, Faye. Um, so let me ask you first, what does your teaching community look like? Well, I've been fortunate enough to work with some really awesome colleagues. I mean, that's how we met, right? As co-workers. Mm -hmm. And uh, both when I taught in Brazil and here in Canada, um, actually a lot of my co-workers have become close friends and that has always helped me feel part of the community because even when I'm socializing, I still have that person that really gets what I go through at work and the things and the challenges we face. Um, now my community has expanded in numbers and geographically with my Instagram account too. And I'm really grateful to mm. have found lots of like-minded teachers out there who follow me and who I follow. And yeah, so I really feel like I've got uh, like kind of these two sets of communities that I'm part of. And I'm really, really glad about that. How about you, Daniel? Yeah, um, again, my community looks very different because like you, I've worked in lots of different countries. I've worked in different places. I've worked with colleagues from uh, different backgrounds and I've worked in elementary school, middle school, mm -hmm. high school, college, university. So yeah, it's a very diverse community um, and it's always changing. And um, it's great that I can kind of communicate with colleagues that I met 10 years ago, colleagues I met one year yeah. ago. And with, you know, with social media and with, you know, our, our podcast and with other teachers that I've, that I've spoken to, you know, we get to meet a lot of great teachers and having that community to, to lean on, to learn from, I think is really crucial. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the podcast is another uh, great point there too, like being able mm -hmm. to, because for us, we really feel part of the community now, right? Because we have all these people listening to what we have to say and also yeah. sharing their knowledge with us, which has been great. 
but when you were starting out online, where did you go for advice or support? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, again, I was a little bit ahead of the times, I guess, because it wasn't the, the pandemic, which accelerated everything. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, initially, it was like kind of 2017, 2018. I watched a lot of YouTube videos. I read a lot of online articles because um, there were a lot of teachers kind of teaching on some different platforms. Mm -hmm. um, so I didn't really I didn't really know many people who were teaching online actually back then. Um, not kind of, you know, independently by themselves. A lot of people were working for companies. So mm -hmm. um, I, like I said, I went on a lot of forums. I spoke to um, some different teachers who were teaching on the, the platform that I teach on. Um, there was a few Facebook groups that I joined as well. Um, and then, yes, YouTube videos and just kind of learning that way. But I think the best, the best advice for teaching online is obviously do speak to others who have done it if you know someone. Mm -hmm. um, but if not, then, you know, learn, learn through, learn through trying, learn through failing. And that will also be a really useful um, opportunity for you to, to improve your online teaching skills as well. Mm -hmm. Um, so when it comes to building community, because, you know, you've, you've built a really successful community of learners, um, as well as teachers as well, what has been your experience in building your community, Faye? Yeah, so from like the, the aspect of like uh, my face-to-face -face community, I've, I've always been very sociable, so I never really had much trouble connecting with coworkers and building those relationships face-to-face, -face. and I was also fortunate enough to work at schools that encouraged sharing and community building, you know, schools that had that uh, those spaces for teachers to prep together, to have lunch together. And so that that really that type of environment really um, encouraged uh, the community building in the workplace. Not every school does that. So I know that I've been fortunate in that sense. However, when I went on mat leave at the beginning of 2020, and then a few months later, COVID hit, <laughs> I really felt uh, isolation from my community, you know, like, as I'm sure a lot of people did as mm -hmm. well. And for me, for somebody who has always been very sociable, always like, liked being part of that community and talking to my coworkers, staying after hours, you know, to, to do that. It was really hard. So um, but being part of um, Instagram and social, uh, social media, having my profile grow has really helped me with that. Like at the beginning, when I barely had any followers, I started looking for other teachers that were seemed to share the same values and had similar styles. And I just started following them, sending them messages when they posted something that was really interesting. And then I started getting that in reverse when I started getting more and more followers. And I'm really grateful that I have quite a few followers that are actually teachers. A good percentage of my followers are also teachers. And it's really helped me become feel like I'm part of that community online. And actually, that's how I found Kate, our guest today, was uh, she was one of the first people I found on Instagram that I really, really could relate to and really connected in this sort of virtual way. And I felt like, yeah, this is somebody who, who shares those values. So yeah, it's been really interesting to build that for sure. Um, and what about your, your community? Um, what does that look like for you in that online digital world? Yeah, right now it's a little bit uh, different to what it was maybe a year ago or two years ago. Um, you know, I still have my colleagues that I communicate with online that I that I work with um, at my university. So I still speak with them on a pretty regular basis. Um, but for that job, because I've been doing it for a while now, it's not really a case of 
meeting to you know communicate ideas or develop curriculum or mm -hmm. activities we, we do have a little bit of that but it's more just about support encouragement and socializing because I think that's right. really important when you're teaching because you know if you're teaching online by yourself it can sometimes be quite isolating and quite mm -hmm. lonely um, so it's good to have those teachers you can kind of lean on and share um, ideas with and kind of bounce things off to see how that works um, also as well like I said I do teach independently online on the platform called italki and there is a really good teaching community there. I've met a lot of really good teachers there. Um, and as a teacher, I've also learned languages and I've met a lot of my students who are also teachers of other languages as well. Mm -hmm. So that's a really great way to get that overall holistic approach and understand your learners better and understand teachers better from both sides. So I think that's really valuable. Um, you know, if you are learning a language or you, you have an interest in learning a language, I would definitely suggest doing some online lessons as well, just to see how other teachers do things. Yeah. You might be able to learn something or, or get something um, from that as well. Mm -hmm. um, so we've kind of touched on the importance and how, you know, having that community around you. So why do you think it's important to, to have access to and, and feel part of a community? Yeah, like you, you said this as well, but it's, it, it's actually so much easier to do this job with support. Mm -hmm. Right. Uh, when you go into the classroom, whether it's face to face or, or online, like you said, you're kind of isolated, you're kind of on your own. So it's great uh, to be able to meet with other people um, that have the, the same experience and just at least to vent. Sometimes you need to vent and get things off your chest. You know, we often have to deal with a lot of cultural differences in the classroom uh, or maybe behavior that can be uh, disrespectful for us. And we have to be quite diplomatic. And I, I, I when I think about my teaching community, I always think of like moments where we supported each other in that sense of like, I went through this situation with this student and I, this is how I felt and I didn't know how to deal with it. And, you know, just kind of having that support network because we always think about, yeah, sharing materials and sharing resources and all that. But this, you know, this emotional support, I think is really valuable and having access to that, like you said, can feel a lot less isolating, uh, mm -hmm. especially at this day and age where most of us are now teaching online and feel even more like we're on our own so right. yeah that can be really invaluable right definitely yeah, yeah. I, would, I would definitely say so and which which places do you go to um and which tools do you use to help and support other teachers daniel mm -hmm. so if it's just kind of teacher chat conversation um debates or problems or you know issues related to teaching um there's quite a few facebook groups which i'm members of um there's one group called the teacher entrepreneur teacher entrepreneur network which is really cool and i've met some really wonderful teachers there who are all interested in teaching online getting their own students um, and starting their own online business um, so that's one place where we have a lot of good discussion and i kind of you know share knowledge with other teachers and they share knowledge with me um, as i used to teach in korea as well there's a lot of really well established um, online teaching groups for teachers in korea um, mm. and again it's not necessarily just about teaching in korea again it's you know resources um you know practice um strategies techniques materials that kind of thing when it comes to materials though um i generally develop my own resources but there's a lot of really good websites for materials depending on the age that you teach and depending on the skills that you teach i mean if it's young learners and children there's a lot of great websites like i, I think i mentioned twinkle before which is a great website for young learners there's a lot of really good resources there 
um, when it comes to specific skills. If you're teaching conversation, um, there's a lot of really good um, resources from the BBC or the British Council, which can help you with conversation and speaking. Um, if it's writing, again, there's a lot of great writing websites. Um, a lot of universities have their own writing centers, and you can get some really high-level quality materials from there. Um, and then if it's things like IELTS or test prep, there's hundreds of IELTS websites. Um, and again, there's a lot of go-to places. So um, a lot of materials there. I don't tend to use them that much anymore. I still take a look every now and again, um, but it tends to just be kind of developing my own now because I'm luckily confident enough and comfortable enough to do that. Have um, you ever used any of those websites or, or, or services where you can share your own material for other teachers to use? Yes. So there is a, a British website called TES or TESS. I don't know if you've heard of it. Mm. Um, I do sell my resources on there and a lot of it's kind of um, stuff that I used in the UK. So mm. it's a lot of my UK curriculum stuff. And that, that's actually a really nice little kind of side hustle. It brings in a very tiny income, but it's nice. I can just log in there once a month and a little bit of money left over so that's another really good place i don't really buy resources from there because it's very much mm -hmm. focused on the uk market but you can buy them and sell them there and i do sell some resources for um you know for my own mm -hmm. benefit so that's another really good place um have you heard of any of these places have you used any of these tools what's what's your approach yeah um i remember using those more when i started teaching which was 14, 15 years ago, almost. So mm -hmm. I think a lot of the websites I used to use are kind of outdated now. But I, one thing that comes to mind in terms of something a little more, let's say, um, yeah, just more community sharing is I remember I used to use this website called ESL Printables. Yes, uh, I know that website. Yeah. It's great. Yeah. yeah. So it's just teachers posting stuff, uh, their own materials. And you can, um, I think that the, I think the more people download from you, the more points you get that you, so that you can download from other people's mm -hmm. accounts. So basically the more you share, the more you yep. have the right to, 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 to download yourself. Right. So it's, I really like that idea, that principle of like, if you, you're part of the community so you've got to give it back so you can get some as well and um i remember using that a lot of course there's like absolutely no regulation nobody overseeing the materials <laughs> right. so you do want to kind of um pick and choose a little be a little bit more uh picky with the materials and um, just do some reading before before you just go into the classroom and make sure that the material is appropriate but mm -hmm. um yeah i think i really like that idea of just yeah, you put your stuff out there and then you can get um, what other people yeah. have. Well, exactly. Right? Give and exactly. Take but idea. I would always stress if you're going to use resources from outside, do take the time to look at it and Absolutely. kind of modify it and put your own little stamp on it. Because um, mm -hmm. there is a lot of stuff out there. But I, I guess the goal for any teacher should be to have your own bank of resources ready to go. And, mm -hmm. you know, I think we spoke to Crystal a couple of weeks ago and um, she has her yeah. own website now where you can actually just have pre pre prepared. I'm going to say that again, <laughs> pre-prepared um, activities ready to go, which can also be a real time saver too. Um, so yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, on that note, let's move on to our interview with Kate. Um, I also can't wait to see what she has to say about all of this. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss.
Well, first of all, thank you so much for being here with us today, Kate. Hi, guys. Thank you for having me. Mm-hmm. It's great to um, get to know a little bit more about what you do and how you contribute to all the, our teaching community and all of the teachers that are just starting out. Um, so I guess first, can you tell us a little bit about yourself and your teaching journey so far? Yeah, sure. So uh, so I actually started teaching English as a second language 14 years ago in South Korea. I was teaching, I, I mean, the standard, standard story, you know, I, I wanted to go out and do my own thing. I wanted to travel and see more of the world. Um, and the opportunity in Korea was just a really, really good one. So I was teaching elementary school my first year. My second year, I was uh, working for City Hall, running my own programs, and then also volunteering at libraries. And then in my third year, I was teaching at an all-girls high school. I had 1,600 students. Wow. <laughs> um, and I loved it. And at that point, then met a very nice German man who asked me to come to Germany with him. Mm. So <laughs> I said, sure. Yeah. <laughs> and ever since then, I've been here in Germany teaching primarily business English. And then about two years ago, I started on Instagram where I was kind of doing the same thing. I still am. I've got business English courses and we've got kind of an online school happening. And then as well, I've been helping more and more teachers start their businesses, just especially with the beginning of COVID, I just noticed there was so many more teachers coming onto the Instagram world and, you know, making what I would call, without trying to sound judgy, mistakes I made two years ago Mm -hmm. (laughs) and that instinct to just kind of help them, you know, like get past those mistakes, the things that I wish that I knew beforehand. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. So I've basically just been helping, helping as many teachers as I can while also having at times two kids back in homeschool and lockdown and all of that stuff too. So it's been a, it's been an adventure, but it's been fun. <laughs> yeah. Your, your Instagram account really helped me when I started out actually um, back in December last year. So I was in that position. Yeah. I was in that position of like a new, new teacher to Instagram. And I found your account like right away. I'm like, Oh yeah, these are some really, really good tips. Like this is somebody who seems to have the same teaching values as I do. So yeah. So you already helped me without even knowing. So, (laughs) and I felt part of your community right away. So that's great. (laughs) Good. Good. Yeah. I I mean, that's, that's really wonderful to hear, Faye. Thank you. (laughs) All right. I'll I'll ask you next, Kate. Um, Why is it important for teachers to have a teaching community they can utilize, especially when we're in this kind of new environment where everything's kind of different and, you know, it can be quite lonely sometimes if you work from home or you're kind of, you know, just stuck in your office every yeah. day. It can be quite a lonely place. So why do you feel it's important for us to have that community we can utilize? Yeah, I mean, there's so many reasons, right? Like, so first of all, I think when we start teaching, and I, I've said this before when I, I talk about like niches and things for teachers, when you start teaching, you say, I'm going to teach English. People ask, what are you going to teach? The answer is English. And that's like enough. And then you go into a school and there's history teachers and math teachers and everybody can kind of, you know, build, build that community within the school walls. Mm-hmm. Now, all of a sudden, education has moved online in so many different ways, especially last year with regards to COVID and all of that. So, you know, like t- teachers who were dependent on each other in the school setting mm-hmm. are now at home. And I don't know about you guys, but like I would wake up in the morning, you know, it, 
okay, when my kids were here as well, there's a little bit more running around when it came to them. But when it comes to work, you can very easily just like go to your kitchen, make a cup of coffee, sit down at your table, uh, teach for six hours without standing up, get up, get another cup of coffee, come back and sit down. And it's just like this, you know, same four walls, mm-hmm. same thing over and over again. Yeah. And I do believe that that creativity gets stifled when it comes mm-hmm. to that. And teaching comes from creativity. Right. So mm-hmm. the ability to talk to other people and, and, you know, it, even just kind of bounce ideas off somebody else, even if it's a history teacher, or a math teacher, not somebody necessarily in your industry, I think there's huge value in that. Mm-hmm, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And that was the and- biggest thing people said to me too, is that they missed people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, we talked a little bit about that um, before our interview. But yeah, both Daniel and I talked about how different it is to have our community in the school. And you can just like, also just share a bit of a rant with somebody, right? It's just get, have yeah. that, that sympathy as well. And, yeah, exactly. and be able to feel that way. Yeah, that's great. Uh, now, can you tell us a little bit more specifically about your teaching community and what you've built uh, for teachers online? Yeah, so, um, so, and this was not in our plan in any way. In October of 2020, another girlfriend of mine who started Instagram kind of after me, but actually, so she was starting her Instagram page in October 2019, mm-hmm. and I opened up my online school. I had been probably six to eight months before then I was on Instagram, but wasn't quite sure what I was doing with it and the community that I was building there. Um, and she said, you know, why, why don't we do like a what I wish we knew a year ago kind mm-hmm. of thing? Okay, that's a great idea. And very quickly, it became like a presentation. I was like, send me pictures of this, do like send me this. And I, I basically put everything together, told her what, exactly how this whole thing was going to go. She's like, I love it. Sounds great. Um, used my online school in order to house the, the courseware and then keep the recorded stuff there for any teacher who wanted to see it afterwards. And then people, so we held this, this one hour, what we wish we knew. Mm-hmm. Um, and for like a week, two weeks afterwards, people are messaging me because they finally got to watch the recording and said how, how amazing it was. And they were telling me the things that they missed. They were telling me they missed community. They're not sure about a niche. They don't know about this. You know, am I doing the right thing? Am I just spinning in circles? When, when will my first client come to me uh-huh. is, you know, another big worry when you go onto Instagram, it's like, okay, I've got followers, but now what do I do with them? Yeah. So, um, so yeah, we ended up, we organized another workshop, uh, how, how to find your niche workshop, because that was one of the biggest things uh-huh. we set it up for November. So that was like a month after this first thing. And both my, my business partner and I said, let's just build a community. We'll do one webinar per month, one meetup per month. We'll charge people a couple of bucks because um, Mm -hmm. as English teachers, we also know that if something is free, you don't really value it. Like people have to kind of pay to come into it. And that, that brings in the, the motivation itself. Yeah. Plus for us now we, we had like big industries of people and whenever, whenever our learners saw something that was free, they would sign up for it. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So it was kind of also a way of like weeding out the people who didn't really need to know what the information was. Um, And in that we started our first three month program, all about selling on Instagram and creating a way to get clients out of your followers. Mm -hmm. Um, I think it was like the second out of the third month where both my, my business partner and Ian and I were like, 
yeah, we're not going to be done after this program. Like we have to come up with another one. Mm -hmm. So then we came up with another one, but we doubled it up. So, you know, at that point it was like every other Wednesday that we were meeting, but if teachers are holding Wednesdays for us, why not just use all of the Wednesdays? Mm -hmm. So now we were doing two webinars per month and then two co-working sessions where then people can come on a regular basis and, and talk business and we had I mean we had some of the biggest rock stars in the industry come out we had Rob uh, well my buddy Rob who who created a course 12 years ago um, and has I mean at the beginning of corona times made $60,000 in one month wow we had Nab come out and talk about his like the evolution of his brand we had Mm -hmm. David from speak like David come out and talk about advertising on Instagram yes Um, so it it was just a really really great experience it ended a couple of weeks ago now, mm-hmm. um, as of, you know, this, at this point in the middle of July when we're recording this. Um, and we already know that in September, we'll start something again with these same people and we'll keep going because it, it's just, it's incredibly valuable for them, but it's mm-hmm. also incredibly inspiring for us. Yeah, it sounds, sounds like, a, like great content to have in this sharing yeah, opportunity. Incredible what you've built in such a relatively short amount of time anyways. Thank you. Um, yeah. yeah, yeah, it's it's really really impressive. It's very encouraging as well for hopefully everyone listening. So, um, <laughs> why did you feel the need to build a community on Instagram specifically, and and what do you find are the benefits of of you know using Instagram to build that community? Well, you know, it's funny. Um, I think more people said that I should start something on YouTube, and mm-hmm. then when I mean I have clients here who who had told me before you should you should have a podcast. And none of that really inspired me. It sounded like a lot of work. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then for whatever reason, Instagram didn't kind of overwhelm me in that way. Mm-hmm. Maybe because the videos can only be about a minute. Of course, there's Instagrams and there's lives and all of that. But there was something about like kind of limiting that, at least at the very beginning, that felt like, okay, one minute is enough. I don't need to sit here and create a 15-minute YouTube something with a funny caption or a whatever. Like, it was just nice and easy. And um, yeah, I, I would stand by that. I truly believe it's mm-hmm. better to connect with people than YouTube and even Facebook. Mm-hmm. Um, I have no interest in any of the other ones. I know there's tons of people on Twitter or Clubhouse or whatever. Mm-hmm. But I, I, um, I was going to say, ironically, ironically, Stu came out and talked to our, our Rockstars program. Mm-hmm. And he was talking about all of the different kinds of social media. And I mean, he, at the time, and this was months ago now, but at the time he said he had more than 200,000 followers in all the different places. Mm-hmm. He's on Twitter and he's on Clubhouse and he's on uh, Instagram and YouTube. And when I asked him where he got most of his clients from, he said exclusively Instagram. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. Yeah. It does make sense. Yeah, I, I think, think it's because... Sorry, it's in terms of the time investment and the amount of time for a kind of reward. I think Instagram definitely makes sense because mm-hmm. I know a lot of people who put hours and hours into YouTube making good content and it might get some video views. It might not. And there's just no guarantee. Whereas Instagram, you can make a video if it works great. If not, well, it only took me five minutes. So mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. exactly. I also feel like your followers, in, in our case, our students, uh, feel like they're more directly connected to us um, on Instagram. They have that uh, that direct line to us as well with messaging and comment section. I feel like YouTube, you yeah. have that as well, but it, I don't think people use it um, like that as much. And Instagram is more social media, right? So it's more like 
this yeah. is the person I want to learn from or want to talk to. Yeah, I, I really do think it makes a big difference. It might help if you're on YouTube to get followers faster, like to bring mm -hmm. them over to Instagram. Mm -hmm. But I truly do believe like if people want to interact with you, they'll want to do that on Instagram. Yeah. I feel like when you comment on a YouTube, you're not always you're not always assuming that the person's gonna see you're commenting for other people to see. Mm-hmm. That's true. Yeah. yeah. And for for the teaching business, Instagram does seem to lend itself better to to that end. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, now, where are some good places uh, teachers can go for support, questions, guidance? I mean, other than than your YouTube, your sorry, your Instagram community, are there other places you think people can go if they're looking for that kind of support? Honestly, I don't know. I have not seen really that much support and community for teachers in this way, mm -hmm. unless you start to create it yourself. Yeah. Now, I, I truly do believe that creating support for yourself is huge. Like mm -hmm. when I when I first started, actually, somebody reached out and asked me if I wanted to be in an engagement group. Mm -hmm. I was like, sure, okay. And it was so the people in the engagement group were like Karis and Frank and Stu and David, and none of us actually engaged with each other. We just talked to each other. We shared information. We uh, like if I made a post that somebody really liked they would share it, but it was never like, can you please share my post? It was just more like a support group. Mm -hmm. um, and that made a huge difference. Like it just made the Instagram world feel nicer. And I feel like that was the beginning of when I realized like kind of the power of the groups that you could form. Mm -hmm. And then of course, a little bit later, I brought in my best friend and, and, and now, you know, he and I work as partners in our business. So if there's ever anything I want to talk about, I could just send him a quick voice message. Mm -hmm. So for me, that's already there. But at the same time, like so many people were just like, I miss having people to talk to. Yeah. And then when we created this thing, so what it is, is um, we have these, these monthly or bi-monthly webinars and then co-working sessions. Uh, but we've also got a Facebook group. And the reason we chose Facebook group was ironic because we're all on Instagram, right? Like we met on Instagram. That is the goal of what we were trying to do. But again, I felt like every single conversation would have to start with me. Mm -hmm. If I put a post up there, somebody has to comment with it. I wanted other people to have the ability to create their own threads. Mm -hmm. uh, so we started a Facebook group. And even that, I mean, the, the gold that happens in that group. I have many, many times just thought to myself, we should make this a free place to be because there is such good stuff in here. Mm -hmm. But then the other side was, you know, like I said earlier, if you make it free, yeah, there's no, people don't see the value. Yeah. People don't see the value. So, mm -hmm. you know, people feeling like this is a community that they have bought into that they want to see grow. I mean, there's people who will say, you know, I, I have to I reschedule all of my Thursday's classes. Anyone free for Thursday, it's 150 bucks altogether mm -hmm. from this time to this time. Like there is specific stuff like that. There's, mm -hmm. you know, what, what microphones do you guys have you used and would you recommend? Or, you know, like, how did you make your reels? What outside apps do you use? use there's just so much good stuff mm -hmm. happening in that group um, yeah. but again I, I created it because I didn't find it elsewhere yeah I think you have a good point um, when we were talking about that earlier too like I, I I am one that seriously has no clue where I could go and right. that's what I found was good about Instagram just teacher teachers naturally sharing each other's content and then I messaged a couple of teachers as well to get some tips and got a lot of stuff from you like I said but it's great that you started that group specifically for that there's definitely that need mm -hmm. yeah 
Um, now, do you think other than that, do you find Facebook and Instagram to be useful for teaching advice um, in general? Like if people go looking, will they be able to find uh, um, that? Yeah, I don't know. So like I... I started a Facebook page similar to EnglishAnywhere.de um, and within, so I made the mistake of making my profile picture, the same profile picture that I have on Instagram, which strategically mm -hmm. I thought, you know, it makes sense. It's, it's mm -hmm. my face. It makes sense to have that in the same place. And within 24 hours, I had 20,000 followers on mm -hmm. my Facebook page um, and about 21,000 creepy hey, messages. Uh -huh. <laughs> like, super. So then I had to go through and I had to delete a whole bunch of people because then the algorithm like caught on to the kind of person that I was attracting and sent me more of those people. Yeah. I don't know how that happened, but it was awful. It was about seven hours of work oh. to delete everyone. Wow. Um, and then I changed it over to the logo, which we had at the time and then made it private just cause it was just so much more work than it needed to be. Mm -hmm. Um, I have a couple, I'm in a couple of Facebook groups, but I'm fairly certain those Facebook groups are made by people who don't speak English. And mm -hmm. then they ask questions, you know, in their, in their images, it, lots of like fill in the blank stuff, which I personally, as a teacher don't find helpful. Mm -hmm. And then like I've seen it before where all of the answers from, from the fill in the blank are not correct. Mm -hmm. So you're like, or, or that they could all work. It's just dependent on the time. You know, it's like something blank will go, goes, or are going. And you're yeah, like, like yeah. you need to find the time in order to figure out if this is <laughs> You need context. <laughs> exactly. So it's just like, a, a like, I feel like a lot of those groups are the yeah. blind, the blind. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, and I've gone in and I've tried to like help and, and, that is just kind of a mess as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, I have heard that there's one group. I'll have to look it up. There's one group. Let me see here. On Facebook, led by. No, I'm not going to look it up now. Um, led by. What's his name? I want to say. So he invited me out. It's a TESOL group specifically. And he said that he has 20,000 teachers in the mm. group. And that they are all highly engaged, or a lot of them are highly engaged. Mm -hmm. um, I have heard from him that that group specifically is very, very good. Mm -hmm. um, but for myself personally, yeah, I don't go into Facebook looking for public groups in that way. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah, that's it's, true. It's, that's what you said. It's, it's just hard. It's a lot of work to find the right group and one that has like the approach you want and all that. Yeah, exactly. It's really, it must be really difficult for students as well, because like you said, I've, I've seen those groups of fill in the blank or quiz of the day. And then I've kind of, I, you know, I've been kind of a little bit, I guess, I don't know, mischievous. And I've said, well, actually it could be B or C. There isn't yeah. one answer. And then they've later deleted the post or they've sent me a nasty to. message. <laughs> and I'm just like, I'm sorry. Yeah. yeah. There are a lot of yeah. those accounts it's really on Instagram. Easy because, you know, people have good intentions and they want to try to help, which makes a lot of sense, but for whatever reason, it just, the execution isn't quite right, which is, which is where you come in, Kate, right? So, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I mean, it's a, it's a tough one, right? Like people, and I get it. If, if I think to myself, I'm trying to learn German, for example, I create mm. this, this community of other people who are also trying to learn German, but there is kind of that difference of the page holder versus 
Yeah. The others. The reposter. <laughs> yes. And there's a lot of pages of those too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But yeah, I'm... today alone, I had to report two different uh, accounts for reposting my stuff without crediting me and just ignoring my messages. And okay. yeah, so there's those as well. And I see that they, they prey a lot on the students, right? Because they repost all this amazing content from great creators like you, like myself, like um, Nab. I've seen a lot of his stuff being reposted like that, mm-hmm. um, but they don't often credit. And then the students think that those accounts are creating it and they often sign up for workshops and things and, and they yeah. don't really get what they think they're getting, right? Yeah. yeah, it's it's really tough. I mean, the internet is a weird place sometimes. And then mm-hmm. other times, yeah, I, yeah. I mean, NAB, I've seen a couple of things where people have like created many people just similar to NAB's. Yeah, the They've style. duplicated his exact colors, the exact everything, and then just put in their own little person. Yeah. I'm like, but there was one that, uh, that even said like, do something like NAB, and they had forgot to change that out. Mm. So I sent it to him and I was like, <laughs> is this you? And he goes... You found another yeah. one. Like it's yeah. just too easy to duplicate in that way. Yeah, a follower of mine found a Brazilian teacher that basically re-recorded my entire vocabulary video, but just in Portuguese, uh, but with the words in English. But it's exactly the same video I made in the same order and like wow. the same content. And then this follower found it and, and sent it to me. Um, and then I talked to the teacher and he later like credited me, but that's the thing. He saw my video reposted on one of those big accounts that repost things. And, yeah. you know, they ju- it's just this whole thing. And I, I find that your teaching community probably helps with that as well, because it, it, it's probably going to be good guidance for teachers that are starting out to try to prevent some of that as well. Right. So that your yes. like copyright issues and, and your trademark and all that. Yeah. And for you've sure. experienced some of that in your, in your teaching community, some of that, some of those issues. Yeah. And we for sure, I mean, there's, there's times when people have messaged and said, by the way, you know, this person has done this, is this okay with you? Um, Mm -hmm. I've actually never had, to the best of my knowledge, never had someone repeat or duplicate my stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, Anyone who shared mine in some of those bigger pages uh, that you were chatting about, Faye, are, uh, were either pre-approved or I paid for that. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. That's good. Yeah like one and one and 1.1 million who Mm -hmm. now use their pages just to make a little bit of money. Yeah. Yeah. But I do think that, that followers are also catching on to that. They're not necessarily like just all going to follow. No, no, definitely not. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So speaking of follows, uh, where can our listeners find you online? Where obviously Instagram, but where else can we find you? So I have two pages now. I have an English teaching page that the, my main one, the one that I first started two and a half years ago, and that's english.anywhere.de underscore Kate. Um, there is a team of now four of us. So there's Kate, there's Ian, there's Malika, and there's Tembi. Um, I'm Kate. <laughs> <laughs> and then um, I'm also... I. I realized it was becoming really, really confusing to try and talk to teachers and learners in the same place. So I created a secondary teaching account and I just call it balancing teachers, balancing underscore teachers. So teachers can go and find me over there and learners can come for English lessons at anywhere, englishanywhere.te. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80 percent less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. 
Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. All right, wonderful. Thank you so much for your time today, Kate. I really enjoyed listening. Thank you for having me. Yeah, thank you so much, Kate. Thank you, guys. Thank you so much for joining us today. And please follow Kate on Instagram. You can find her at english.anywhere.de underscore Kate for her ESL teaching profile, but also for her teacher community profile, you can go to at balancing underscore teachers. Wow. Well-balanced, Faye. So don't forget to subscribe to receive the latest episodes of ESL Talk each Wednesday. And don't forget, you can follow us on Instagram at ESL Talk Podcast, or you can send us an email to eslTalkPodcast at gmail.com. Yeah. And if you'd like to reach out to us individually, you can join me on Instagram at learning with Faye. Or at I'm Daniel Teacher. And that's it for us today. Tune in next week for another new episode. Thank you for listening. Don't forget to subscribe for new episodes and to follow us on Instagram and Facebook for even more ESL teaching content. Thank you for listening. Don't forget to subscribe for even more ESL teaching content.